want to bring you this first. The citizen telling us the student funder NISFAS says it's unfunded 5,000 students and it says it's received information from the South African Revenue Services that showed the students misrepresented their household family income. So let's speak to the funds administrator, Dr. Randall Carolison. Dr. Carolison, good afternoon and thank you very much for being with us today. In what way did these students misrepresent their income? It's not necessarily misrepresentation. It is only when we get the checks with SARS data that we have much more accurate assessment of the income. Right. Uh, that would then include rental income and dividend income, which in the past was not considered because uh, NISFAS used to use um, um, you know, credit bureau data, which is not very reliable. So what we're doing, we're saying to these people, we are picking up that your income exceeds the threshold. Providers, well, we are unfunding you, providers, for the reasons why we should reinstate you. So that's a much more accurate assessment of, of income, uh, of household determination. All right. So, so it might have been an innocent mistake on the part of many of these students. Just give me the threshold again, please, Dr. Carolison. The threshold for household income is 350,000 rand a year and for definitely able 600,000. Um, but we are also going to go back in history to see where we pick up where people who did not qualify. So definitely, I would not want to play this down. I think definitely there were people that were taking a chance and we are intend to recover that money. Um, but if people's household circumstances have changed since they submitted the SARS data, surely we want them to petition, you know, people lose jobs and, you know, people die and, and people get divorced, all sorts of things. So, yes, we, are, we want to be fair, but we also make sure that we find the right people and it's no misrepresentation. Right. So, so let me just give, give our, our listeners an example of, of what might, might have thrown certain students who are doing this, this uh, calculation. So, for example, if, if, your, if your parents' income falls squarely within the 350,000 rand a year limit, uh, but you have someone, for example, renting in a back room and, and, and that rent added up takes you to over that 350,000 rand threshold, then that's essentially what is, has upset your application. Is that right? Yes, it was, because we're looking not at, at salary or wages, we're looking at household income. And in many cases, you have, well, to take the extreme example, you may have very rich people that pay themselves small salaries, but they live essentially off dividend or, you know, rental or other investment income. And that will be totally unfair. We have picked up through our whistleblowing line, our hotline rather, that uh, students do report on students that live quite luxurious lives, but yet also they, you know, um, apply for NISFAS. Um, I'm not saying in all cases might be true, but where we find we will definitely act against those people and want to recover the state's money from them. All right. Uh, to, to be fair, Dr. Carolison, many students' financial uh, situation or their household's financial situation might well have changed for the worst during this COVID outbreak, perhaps with their parents losing their jobs and the like. What impact do you think this is going to have on your applications process? Well, I definitely expect an upsurge in demand. Uh, we already saw this year a 20% increase in the uptake of NISFAS for university students. So I fully expect that to be, um, uh, to be surging uh, post-COVID. Uh, we are doing modelling and we are advising the minister to, to bear that in mind. And so we will probably will have to come in with some form of, um, you know, demand curve management, if I could put it <laughs> euphemistically, um, to, to manage the, the expected in, uh, increase in demand, yes. Right. And, and uh, in terms of students asking for a review of your decision, for whatever reason, perhaps some of the information is not accurate or they're disputing what SARS has said about their, their family's income. How do they go about getting a review? Well, look, we have in our media release, we've given contact numbers 
for uh, people to petition. We don't want to call it a, an appeal because an appeal is a, is a slightly different right. um, um, mechanism. Okay. So we allow for that petition and we are sympathetic because we fully understand that these are tough times and that people's you know, circumstances might change quite, quite for the dramatic. Um, but uh, according to the PFMA, I am obligated to act uh, when we find, um, you know, that the rules have not been followed or there's been abuse of the guidelines. All right. Uh, so I'm going to try and find those details, Dr. Carolison, so that we can share that with with our, our listeners. Uh, so, so they can contact you for a petition if required. And tell me, uh, when, when does that that deadline for a petition expire? Well, we would like to. We are already closing off our 2020. 20. I'm not exactly sure what deadline was stated, but as soon as possible, people should contact us. Um, and I would imagine we, uh, we would have given at least a month for people to petition. But we are very sympathetic towards this because we understand the circumstances. So we're not going to be very hard on this. Thank you for speaking to us this afternoon, Dr. Randall Carolison. He's the NISFAS administrator.